Hey everybody, it's Chris Aiken from the Classic Metal Show and the Aftershocks Podcast. And I know you want to see this next episode, but right before we do it, just want to remind you that if you have an Amazon device, whether it's a TV or a Fire Stick or Fire Cube or whatever it would be, a Fire Box if you're old school, uh, make sure you add the CMSPN to it. Just look up CMS Podcast Network on your Amazon device add the channel and you will get every episode of all four shows for free right there on your TV. Make us part of your TV viewing every single day and night. All right. Uh, it's the CMS podcast network, cmspn.com. And it is now on Amazon. So get it. All right. All right. Here's the episode you came to see. for destruction release it is guns and roses with a little porn music for chris Rock <laughs> queen thanks because her daddy worked in porno that's right now that mommy's not around that's uh that's your story yeah pretty much <laughs> what your uh what your daughter sings <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> Dude, speaking of that i and i won't spend too much time on this but, oh, my God, I, I'm i going to surprise a lot of people. I, I, I don't think I'm as perverted as I thought I was. <laughs> okay. Doing, doing this website for, for um, this, this porn company, I am discovering tools and toys that I never in a million years could have fathomed. Like, and I'm going to, let me find one and pull it up for you here okay i i mean let me get, where's me a good one here uh here's something look at this thing tell me how you could ever bring this into the bedroom and say yeah that's sexy well, let me share screen look at this thing how do you convince your girl that you need to use that for, for, for sex. Well, that, what is that? A nipple sucker or something? Yeah. It, it's for, it's for nipples and then you pump it up and it pulls their nipples. Yeah. Tight. Yeah. Well, I think that, I think that's more like a, a torture device. Like a, a bondage thing. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, you know, I, I, I think that if you're into a, a BDSM lifestyle. Yeah that you just don't bring it into the bedroom. It's just like, if you're into the whole, you know, tying your chick up and torturing her, mm -hmm. you would probably bring that out yeah. after she's already tied up. Yeah. And it then, just, and then, uh, you know, torture her with it or whatever, but eh, you know what, it, it would teach her own, whatever. Yeah. But they also make this thing so that it attaches to the vag. Yeah. It's got a, it's yeah. I, I, yeah, there you go. Look at that. Yeah. <laughs> What the hell is that? Well, I think I think that's showing the uh showing the, how well it works. Yeah, it's like a progression almost. Yeah. It, Look at it, that. Yeah. <laughs> well, whatever, you know. Where, where's the Oh, this one does. There you go. Look at that. Yeah. There's how you hook it to the vag. Yeah. One nipple, one, <laughs> one clit. Yeah, it's a it's a clit sucker. <laughs> well, again, I I think that uh 
you know, it's not like, Hey, look what I brought. You know, it's not one of them deals. It's just like, it's part of your arsenal, I guess. Yeah, I guess. You know, if you have some kind of a torture chamber or something like that, that's just like one of the things. Yeah. But dude, come on. Can you, I I was, I, I was emailing back and forth or texting back and forth with Stephanie. Some of these fucking crazy, Mm. crazy items. And I was like, how in the fuck could you ever could you ever, you know, introduce this stuff? Well, again, it's, it's not just for the introducing that on top of your, you know, vanilla or regular sex, uh, whatever it's, it's part of a, I would imagine it's part of an arsenal. Yeah. You know, a dungeon package or something, whatever, whatever people do, you know, Mm. here, here's another one. I'm going to show you one more share screen here. This, yeah, it's this. Look at this thing. The frog vibrator. <laughs> okay. Who the fuck? Who the fuck is rubbing their pussy with a Kermit the Frog? I, I guess. I, I guess what it is, and I'm only guessing. I have no idea. It's well, look, it's cute. It's Kermit. You know, I feel guilty about pleasuring myself, but it's Kermit. So, so it, it makes the experience, you know, uh, guilt-free because, you know, it's playful. It's a kid, it's a kid's, uh, thing, you know, is this, is this what moms give their kids when they have the talk with their daughters? I, I don't Here, know. Here's your first vibrator. Well, well, I like the, the, the look on that girl's face though. Yeah. Oh my goodness. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe, maybe it's just a way of, uh, you know, for like Catholic girls who have like guilt about uh, self-pleasure or something yeah. Yeah, get out the kermit it's cute it's fun it's just a little <laughs> harmless frog yeah now buzz now buzz my clit there kermit yeah bzz, ribbit <laughs> it makes me feel like miss piggy i wonder if it makes frog noises now that'd be funny if it while it's buzzing it just makes like a frog noise that'd be great hi ho kermit the frog here i'm here to pleasure your clitoris <laughs> Clitoris. What is clitoris, kids? <laughs> so there you have it. Just a just a couple of these little. Yeah. You know, I, I I maybe and again maybe that's one of those gag gift type things that chicks mm-hmm. get together at at their their showers and things. Oh look, it's right. a Kermit vibrator. <laughs> How cute! Yeah. You know, one of those deals. Mm-hmm. Chicks are stupid. <laughs> well, any chick that needs the revive leap um frog dildo or frog vibrator it's like what the hell yeah interesting yeah. i i mean i i just saw some of this stuff i was like Woo. you know who's buying this stuff yeah and then of course i went through another seven miles of dicks this week <laughs> any any other bizarre things that you can think of none none that are really but those were the two were the two most bizarre the just i I mean some of like the some of the vibrators are a little strange looking (laughs) yeah like these these rabbit looking oh yeah well the rabbit that that's like a really popular thing that is but i don't know this thing looks like it has it looks like a pink banana with teeth on it with a with a (laughs) with like with a spiked hand it looks like the the Freddy Krueger of vibrators. <laughs> Look at this thing. It's it's Edward Scissorclit. <laughs> Look at this thing. 
Um, Chrome. Bianca. There you go. Look at that thing. Well, I, yeah, I, I, I kind of get what that's all about. What is that about? Well, that, that basically puts that, that vibrating tongue on either side of the clit. It all, it's almost like a, it almost like, um, you think, yeah, I think so. So you think that spreads open? It, well, yeah. The, the clit goes like in the middle of the, the prong. The clips are. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Doesn't that look like it would just cut? I mean, pussy pussy meat is like soft. Doesn't <laughs> yeah, that look like it would cut I'm, into I'm, it? No, I'm thinking that that's probably a very soft, pliable, uh, you know, mm-hmm. latex or silicone or whatever. Yeah, I don't know. I'd be scared to death to put that down there. Yeah, I mean, it's not a steel contraption. Or no, something. it's not made of steel. It's some kind of soft silicone, but still, it looks like fucking teeth or. <laughs> Or something. Well, yeah, it looks like Freddy Krueger prongs. That's what I mean. Yeah. Or Wolverine or something. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> the pink Wolverine. Exactly. <laughs> Get out the Wolverine. That's right. It's one of those nights. <laughs> I Some of these things are just, I, I mean, they're strange. Like, here. Well, now that we're going through some of these, now I'm looking back. Oh, no, that's what I was asking. I mean, uh, there's got to be more than just, you know, yeah, all right. well, here's a, nipple, a nipple sucker and a Kermit the Frog vibrator. Right. Not sure exactly what you do with this thing, but. Um... Well, that just looks like a, some kind of a different type of dildo, I guess. Does that go up your ass? No, I don't think so. I just think that, uh, again, that little hook part is. Oh, this part here could be like up your ass and this could be on her, her clit. I don't think so. No, nah. I mean, I'm not saying it couldn't be, but I, I just don't think so. Yeah. There's, there's plenty of them here. I mean, there's, let me look through and find, let me find butt plugs here. There's some interesting ass play things too. <clears throat> uh, cock rings, lubricants, lips. Where's the butt plugs? <laughs> No, there are. I believe me, I saw them all. Dildos. If you're building the site, I'm sure you did. I definitely did. Butt plugs. Here we go. Uh, let's find us a good. I mean, some of these things. Not that I can really picture anything going smoothly up my ass, <laughs> but some of these things, like the um, flaw clear prostate plug, six incher. Let's look at this thing. Um, bu- 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 share, share. Thing looks like a slapjack or something. Okay. That's definitely for some stretching action, isn't it? Yeah, you would think. Jesus. That's what is that? Is that a, is that like Pyrex? Is that glass? That is, um, let's see. Made of skin safe TPE. P-H-T-H-A-L-A-T-E. What's that? Phthalate free, latex free, odorless. Must Um, be clear plastic or something. Yeah. There's all kinds of goodies here. Look at this thing. This thing looks like a fucking anchor for a for a boat. Just pull that thing up. Tell me this doesn't look like it's an anchor. 
hook her to the end of your bed or something from her asshole. Share show. Oh. <laughs> I think I'm pretty sure that's a guy. That's a guy toy. You think that's a guy toy? Yeah, that's another. I think prostate. it's an either or. Nah, I, th I think that's a prostate toy. Stick it up their ass and pull it out one bead at a time. Yeah, more or less. Yeah. That's yeah. Cool. yeah. You know, what, what amazes me is that the industry is out there making these things, you know, mm -hmm. I'm sure that there's a stockpile of them somewhere. Oh yeah. And, and you know, if somebody flips through the hundreds of pages of, you know, apparatus mm. <laughs> <laughs> and go, Oh, I'll take one of those. Yeah, exactly. You know, just to think that there's one of those on a shelf somewhere. Right. You know, just ready to be shipped, <laughs> you know? Well, I can tell you my, my customer has, has ordered literally $10,000 worth of this shit. He is, he's planning to sell some stuff. So he, he's, he stocks it himself. Uh -huh. So he doesn't like to have a drop ship no. from the warehouse or something like that. Not at all. Wow. He stocks it. And then it's, um, you know, and then he, um, he sells well, it well. I mean, does Again, I don't want to get into the whole business, but how, how do you know what pieces to buy that would have a quicker turnover than others? Well, that I don't know. I don't know how he makes his determinations on products, but I know he has sent me just spreadsheet after spreadsheet after spreadsheet of shit that he's ordered. Did you say spreadsheet? Yeah. Spreadsheet. <laughs> you know, it's spread open sheet. And, um. And, you know, now he does have a brick and mortar company as well, um, which, which I do the social media for. So there is a, <clears throat> so I'm assuming that he gets his information for product based on what he sees in his store, mm -hmm. you know, what he sells and whatnot in his store. That's an assumption though. I've, I've not really gotten, gotten into that too much with him, <laughs> but you know, it's a weird, it's a, it's definitely being involved in the, in the adult toy business has definitely been a learning experience. I would me. only imagine it's, it's definitely not what I thought. It's definitely not as fun as I thought. I <laughs> believe me, I'm thrilled to have the gig and I'm certainly not shitting on the gig in any, in, I mean, he's paying me a boatload of money to do this, which I am most thankful for, Sure, but, but man, it is it is quite the eye opener seeing some of the stuff that people are sticking in their cooch and in their ass. <laughs> yeah. Well, gotta, gotta keep the thrill, I guess. Yeah, definitely. Too funny. But yeah, hey, I wanted to show you one other thing too, before we get into, right. a, into a topic, look at this nice fucking dime bag autographed photo that Eric Braverman sent me. Oh, he sent you. Oh, look at that. Look at this thing. Oh, you can't really see it with the ring light, can you? No, it's. God damn it. Yeah, that's better. Oh, nice. Pretty sweet, huh? Good for you. Yeah, it's a, it's a Chad Lee original. Now, are you uh, going to frame that? Oh, it's, it's in a glass. Oh, it's already in a glass. Yeah, thing. it's already in a glass. That's why it was reflecting like oh, that. Oh, I got gotcha. you. Yeah, it's it was, in a glass. I, I, I just. What's a glossy photo? Nope. It's a, it's a glass. I'm going to, I'm going to definitely put it up. I just haven't yet. I wanted to show it on the show and say thank you to my friend, Eric Braverman for Look at you. 
You're, you're, a, you're a favorite now. Well, he said he's moving. And, and he said that, um, that his wife doesn't want him to have this Confederate shit in his, on his, <laughs> his Confederate shit. Confederate because dimes playing a Confederate guitar. Oh, I, well, you know, he was a racist. Yeah. So he had to have been a racist, you know, not that he was from the South or from Texas right. or anything. It was only because he was a racist. That's right. But needless to say, I guess I'm a racist too, because I'm putting it up. Yeah, white supremacist. Look at you, you white supremacist racist mm -hmm. because you have a Confederate flag. Well, according to fucking Biden, I'm a race I'm a white supremacist anyway because I served in the military. So Right, of course. That was another fucking brilliant, brilliant thing that fucking communist cocksucking fuck said this week. Well, there you go. Fuck anything cocksucker. Anything anti American. Yeah, fuck him. Yep. I hope his fucking brain comes right out his nose. <laughs> Just dribbles out like the pudding it is. Yeah. Cocksucker. Anyway, I don't want to go back to politics. Nope. All right. Do you have a subject at all? Well, I have tons of them. Well, why don't you, um, why don't you dole it out? Dole it out. All right. Here we go. Let's go with one. Um, this is just something I kind of put together this week. Okay. Um, I'm going to call this simply is hair metal back. The reason I'm asking is hair metal back is that I got three different bands that are claiming to be bringing hair metal back. This okay. Time. And I figured we could play a little bit of this stuff and see what you think. All right. Do some, some previews. You up for some sure. previews? Sure. Absolutely. All right. Let's, let's get to this first one. The first band copy. I just want to get to a page. The first band is called uh, Madhouse. Yeah. And not the Madhouse like um, Anthrax. Exactly. Yeah. Well, this I, is, this I've is. I've got um, their CD up here. Oh, do you? Madhouse? Yeah, you gave it to me. You said download this for the. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Fair enough. Their, their CD, I don't know what it's called, but. It is called Bad Habits. Okay. And that, that apparently is the, oh yeah, the official album teaser, which I'm going to share here with you. So did you listen to it at all or no? No, I wanted to wait for the show. Okay. Well, let's pull up some bad habits here and I'll play a little bit of this and then I'll stop it along the way and we can do some commentary. They're, they're saying, according to bad habits, they're saying, um, after the debut album, money talks, bullshit walks, Madhouse did not laze around. And with bad habits, the band comes up with their second album which shows the band much more mature and grown, but even more crazier than before crazy. because hair metal bands were crazy. Well, yeah, they were, they were decadent. They were after with the signing at roar rock of angels records and the partial replacement of some, some members <laughs> already, already yeah. the Austrians have taken themselves to the next level and recorded a 15 track album that perfectly reflects the attitude of the band. Did you say Austrian? Austrian. Racists. Yeah, probably so. Because nah. Hitler was racist and nope. uh, he, he was Austrian. Austrian, right? Yeah. Snotty street rock meets catchy melodies in the style of their, their heroes from the early days, like Motley Crue, okay. Skid Row, Poison, and Def Leppard. All right. 
Bad Habits makes clear what the band stands for. What Sex, is drugs, and rock and roll. Now, you know, they, they are borrowing all the uh, cliches and the taglines of they the sure. 80s, 80s rock. Yeah. And they're, they're, those are lofty comparisons. Not all my favorite bands, but they're comparing themselves to Motley, Skid, Poison, and Def Leppard. Well, they're all known bands that yeah. you're familiar with. That's right. So would you like to hear a little bit of Madhouse? Yeah, absolutely. All right. These are some clips, I'm assuming, from Madhouse, from Bad Habits, the new album, out April 23rd. So check it out. What is that? What is that lady saying? 15 well, tracks of bone crushing metal. Well, just just the bit that I just heard there. Yeah. They they sound more in the vein of faster pussycat. Exactly. That's you know, what I think. And but that last snippet that you just played that mm -hmm. had a little bit of a Def Leppard flavor to it. I'll come back to we'll, we'll scroll back a little to it. Here we go. All right, what do you think? Well, they they do sound they do have that sound but i i would again i would just reiterate that they sound like faster pussycat sure. more, more than anything else mm -hmm. i'm not hearing so much the motley crew i'm i'm hearing a little bit of the whole def leopard almost the whole pour pour some right. sugar on me sound right. but as far as like the vocals and stuff um mm -hmm. not hearing poison so much me either I'm hearing faster pussycat with a little bit of Def Leppard mixed in. Yeah. So keep it or throw it away. Yeah. You know, it's, it's. Are they bringing it back? Are they the band? No, no, no. <laughs> Madhouse, not the band to bring it back. No, I mean, it's not that they're bad or anything. It's just, nah. you know, it's, it, it's, it's uninspired. It's unoriginal. Right. You know, it's just, it's okay. It's just, eh, take it or leave it. Well, can yeah. it come back? I guess that's the real question. Can it well, come back? Well, again, we all know what dictates that. And that's, that's a support and commercial push. Right. And anything, and again, this, this goes back to all the discussions and conversations we've had over the years that mm -hmm. when some commercial entity that doesn't exist anymore spoon feeds you this stuff and tells you this is the next big thing and and you're inundated with it all the time right that's how bands like that become popular right but we don't have that infrastructure anymore so if people are fans of that kind of stuff 
they may seek it out, but are they going to be the next big thing or bringing hair metal back? No, it's not going to happen. Is there anything that can come back? I don't think there's anything. No, no, I mean, it's over. It's over for any style of music. There's, there's just because there's no support system for it. Right. You know, we talked about it with our friend, about our friend, uh, Mariah. Mm-hmm. There's a girl who should be a huge star with her talent. Sure. It ain't going to happen. Because yeah. there, there's no way to put her out in front of you. Well, she did, from a, that, she did get that one play on XM. <laughs> but there's nothing out there to put that out in front of you. And you're not going to hear radio play. There's no MTV anymore. There's really nothing to feed this to you. Yeah. Nothing. Mm-hmm. All right. Let's move on. Next band up. Great name of a band. The Mercy Kills. Okay. Uh, with The Mercy Kills, their album, or their EP, rather, New Rule is the debut EP by Melbourne dirty sleaze rock band, The Mercy Kills. Written and produced in 2010. 2010. It's 11 years old. <laughs> well, they're saying this is new. This five-track release has strong elements. I, they probably mean 20, but they just fucked up with the press release. This five-track release has strong elements of the four members' influences with elements of post-punk, grunge, and rock and roll. The Mercy Kills are proud that it stands strong alongside the music they have produced over the 10 years since. No, this was recorded 10 years or written 10 years ago. Oh, yeah, and we're going to revisit something that you know, ended up in the trash heap to begin with. Yeah. It didn't come out 10 years or 11 years ago, but it's, it's here now. Initially new rule was only available as a short run of CDs and was never officially released. The band have always felt this as a thorn in their side and are now happy to see it getting out there through golden robot records and will be released on 12 February. So it just came out. Now here's the real question. And this is just me thinking out loud. Mm-hmm. If this is the debut and it was written 10 years ago and it's been a thorn in the band's side, what have they been doing for 10 years? Well, that, that is a good question. You know, where's, where's the, the, the follow-up that became the debut or whatever, you know, nothing, nothing about this. All right. I'm not going to read the rest of the shit. You want to, you want to hear some mercy kills? I would like to hear some mercy kills. All right. Let's pull that up here. Mercy kills. Share. We got to go to big screen it. And then here we go. The mercy kills. This is called fall. An illuminating history bearing on the everlasting struggle for world supremacy fought between the powers of technology and magic. All right. I already hate the video. <laughs> I didn't watch this, but I hate this. 
Do you like this at all? No, I, I was going to say, is that Joan Jett? I don't know. I mean, at first, and then I'm yeah. thinking, well, it's got some chicks in it, I think. Are those chicks? I think so. This looks like Amy Rocks. Kind of. <laughs> yeah, I was thinking. I is don't that like. Yeah, it's, it's Amy Rocks and Bjork. <laughs> <laughs> what I hate about this is that. And this is just a tired, tired video trick. And it just shows that they had no budget for this fucking video. What they did was they recorded the video and then they put it all in backwards. So if you watch how they're moving, it's all playing backwards. It's fucking stupid. All right, here we go. Anything? <laughs> it's not doing anything for me. <laughs> and they're like they're like a hot topic band from ten years ago. Yeah. All right. So you're. I think we're both in agreement. The mercy kills is killed. Yeah. We're done with the mercy kills. Yeah, just it's nothing that stands out. All right. Well, let's dump the mercy kills. Out on the mercy kills. All right. Last one. In the mix here is uh, someone called Chez Lane, C H E Z Lane. Okay, Chez Lane, and let me not Jiz Lane, not Jiz Lane. Now this one doesn't recruit as 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 best I know. This one doesn't recruit underage girls to fuck Jeffrey Epstein. Okay, this is Chez Lane, Chez Lane. Let's find out about Chez Lane. Frontiers Music, SRL, is proud to announce the signing of British rock singer Ches Lane to the label. A talented young vocalist who fronts with her two sisters, the band Caned. She was brought to the attention of the label after conversations with Danny Rexon of Crazy Licks about the possibility of him scouting and producing some exciting new talent. Subsequently, Danny started working on some demos with Chez, and the label did not pass up the opportunity to get involved with this incredible talent. Incredible talent, Neely. Incredible. Chez's debut solo album embraces the melodic rock style that both she and Danny so admire, while adding a new twist to the current takes on the genre. So what do you think? I know I, it's kind of funny because I did, I had crazy licks actually pulled up here on my other computer okay. because as far as I'm concerned, as far as a band that captures that sound mm -hmm. of that era gone by, sure. Crazy licks is definitely top of the line. Yeah. Well, maybe you know? it'll be it. And they, and they bring it, uh, they bring it live as well because we yeah. saw them at the melodic rock fest a, a couple years ago. Yeah. They were good. Kind of douchey, but good. Yeah. Remember, as guys, they were kind of dicks, but but they they sounded good. Yeah, they sounded good. Yeah. All right, let's play some Ches Lane here. This song is called "Too Late for Love," and I don't believe it's the um, Def Leppard tune or the Tesla tune. I believe it's her own original. So let's check it out. Ches Lane. <laughs> <laughs> 
Chaz Kane, maybe. Chaz Kane. Sorry. What do you think? It's uh, Sandy Soraya. Yeah, that's exactly. Only not as rock. Yeah. Not as rocked up as like love has taken its toll or something. So, I mean, is uh, Chez Kane bringing it back? Well, I guess if she wants to be a Sandy Soraya knockoff, I guess she does okay. Which at, at best, what did that do? Sandy Soraya was like C-list when she was at her height. Yep. She was never big. Lee Aaron, the rock goddess. <laughs> the metal queen. The metal queen. <laughs> Yeah, between between uh, Lee Aaron and and Sandy Soraya, yeah, this girl fits right in there. Yeah, yeah, I'm thinking we won't remember her. No, I mean I appreciate her talent I and do too. you know what she does, but yeah, it's not original. I mean, again, she she could have a Sandy Soraya a tribute show. Yeah, well, she's cute, so I'm interviewing her Monday. So all right. Fair enough. <laughs> So, so ask her, so how big of a fan of Sandy Soraya are you? Oh, I will. I definitely will just throw that in there. And then say, have you ever had fantasies of marrying Brian Wheat? Was he married to Sandy Soraya? Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. <laughs> I 
didn't know that. I should ask her like a whole bunch of like Tesla basis questions, but she just wouldn't get the reference at all. Right. <laughs> yeah. yeah I, I think uh, Sandy was married to Brian Wheat. I did not know that. Yeah. Wow. I guess he's not still, I'm assuming, right? Mm -mm. Yeah. Nope. But anyway. Well, there you go. So Chez Kane, could she bring it back? Well, I mean, she definitely has, you know, that, that sound, but bringing, bringing it back, not happening. Right. You know, again, our, our friend Mariah, I mean, the, the, the way that she does those covers are like Skid Row and mm -hmm. Dokken and, and, uh, uh, kicks and yeah, all that. I mean, you might as well say, well, is, uh, Mariah bringing it back? She might, you know, she definitely might, but you know, I appreciate the people who have those influences, mm -hmm. you know, and, and are, you know, expressing their music and, you know, getting signed, I guess, whatever that means these days. Yeah. I just wonder what that actually accounts to, you know, I mean, even for frontiers, I mean, legitimately, you know, whether you're counting sales or streams or whatever. What is a Ches Kane gonna gonna move when when her only notoriety at all is that she sounds like somebody that didn't sell a lot of records, <laughs> and she, and she's associated with a with a band that doesn't sell a lot of records. Mm -hmm. Well, she might, she might do okay over in the European market. I don't I don't know what what that market is like, but uh, yeah. she might if she gets you know if and when you know, live shows come back, mm -hmm. you know, she might get on as a support, uh, act, right. You know, for some European band or something, but as far as like making a splash or a breakthrough here in the U S or something that ain't happening. No, I don't think so either. Hmm. But anyway, those are the three that I had for you that, that all kind of had it in their thing that they were, that they were bringing back the hair metal stylings. Okay. All right. Hail and kill caller, you're on the air. Hey, Chris. Hey, Neely. How you guys doing? We're doing. How you doing? I am doing. With this COVID crap, I'm still doing. All right. But uh, hey, um, Neely, I had a question for you, sir. Did you get a ch ever get a chance to watch the Chris Holmes biography last week? I did not it get to a, watch it, it yet. Oh, okay. All right, because it wasn't a Chris homework assigning but it was suggested so i was just wondering because i really wanted to hear your commentary on it. i heard chris's last week on it i thought it was great well you know? i i have it in my queue but i haven't watched it yet okay okay that'll be your home right, well, when you come back in two weeks neely okay I, I can live with that yeah watch it on the plane cool. all right yeah i just i just wanted to hear your commentary because uh, I, I i i i i loved it i mean you know just everything from him walking around all of Europe with his wife, Sarah and doing the gigs and, you know, him actually pulling the trailer up to his, to his SUV. I mean, this is really bare bone at uh, what he, what he's, what he's doing now. And, uh, Chris, to, to, to your, to your comments last week. Yeah, you're right. This guy's way, way too talented to be going through what he's going through now and what he had to go through with Blackie Wallace. And if it's true, 
if Blackie actually did that to Chris. And remember, Chris was a charter member. Then mm-hmm. Blackie's a cocksucking fuck <laughs> for doing that to Chris Holmes. He really is. I, dude, I'm not disagreeing. I mean, it's it's the way it was portrayed, and, and Neely, you'll see this in the movie. The the thing that makes me think it's probably true is that Johnny Rod backed the stories without sitting next Absolutely. to Chris. Chris. It was they, they, yep. they interviewed Johnny Rod at some other place, not like sitting next to Chris Holmes. Like no. Johnny was some, like no. in the States or somewhere and they just were interviewing him and he said kind of the same shit. So, so yeah, yep. I, but the biggest tragedy of it all is that Chris has a fucking really good band. At least it sounds like it from the clips that they played, except for then he, then he opens yep. his mouth, ruins every song. Yeah, no, no, Chris. I mean, <laughs> I, I mean, all right. Chris Holmes is not the greatest singer in the world. Okay, let's let's be honest. But I mean, was was Blackie Lawless's voice that great? I mean, for Steven what he was Chris doing, Holmes, yes. Yeah, Blackie's got a got a unique delivery and a unique style. So you you, I mean, you know, Wasp had success, and if Blackie was not a good true. performer or good singer. They certainly would have not had the success that they had. Dude, Chris Holmes. Chris Holmes sounds like the guy at one thirty in the morning trying to do trying to do karaoke. (laughs) I think it's because he's been smoking for years. They really, really ruined what he what he might have had. I mean, remember he's starting it now. He wasn't doing it. Well, you you don't know what he's. You you don't know what he's. you don't know what he sounded like before. <laughs> exactly. Because uh, Black refused to let him near a microphone. Here's, so, here's my I point, mean, though. He's Chris Holmes. You can't tell me that there's not one guy that can sing in key that that will join a band with Chris Holmes. Just for, if for nothing else, just to get the notoriety of playing with him. Chris, good point, but... Um, I, I think he's doing this is because he was denied it for, for years and why De- denied what denied the, the, the chance that the singer got both songs. Well, maybe, maybe he's not a singer. Maybe he never has true. been a singer. Really? I true. think, I think he's just trying to live out a, a fantasy, but it, it reminds yeah. me, it reminds right. me of Mark Wahlberg and boogie nights. You know, he's a porn star, but he tried to be a, a, a pop star, rock star, and he couldn't sing for shit. Right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, maybe that's true. Uh, maybe, maybe he's just trying to live out what he what he what he wanted to do and was denied of. And I think that's kind of it. But uh, it, it, it's uh, nearly hopefully in the next few weeks, uh, you'll get the chance to uh, watch this thing. It's a great it's a great uh biography of this guy um you get to really see him for who he really is and to chris's point last week yeah he's a good guy i believe he's a really really good guy he's a little wacky yeah he's a little wacky but he's a good guy and it's 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 um i i'm just upset that blackie railed him in the ass well, why are you upset how, how did this affect you uh well i was a huge uh, wasp The old school is coming back. I know. I'm just, I'm just, I, I love our fans and stuff, but I, I'm just less tolerant anymore. I know. 
It's all good. I, I was really upset about that. What? Why? <laughs> Nothing to do with you. <laughs> you don't even know Chris Holmes. Right. Yeah, you look like a good guy. Seemed All good. right. Huh? Well, I, mean, I, I mean, I don't know Chris Holmes. I mean, I've hung out with him on two different occasions, and, you know, he's given me shared a Coke or a, rather a diet out of his backpack with me, and I sat at the bar at the Odeon with him, and shot the shit on his birthday yeah but yeah for me to say i know chris i i don't know him i've talked to him a couple of times Mm -hmm. he's he was a very very cool dude i mean treated me nice i have a feeling i i mean obviously and 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 this is something i I, a i agree with this caller that the documentary is very good all right I, i thought it was one of the very best documentaries I have seen on anybody from that scene. And I'm not, you know, and I have no reason to kiss ass on it. I actually paid for it. So, you know, I bought it so I could absolutely shit on it if it wasn't good. And it is definitely a very, very strong documentary. It's no quiet riot documentary. I'll tell you that. No, it's definitely better than that piece of (laughs) rest in peace. But, um, but the thing that they didn't cover again, because this is framed up in the Chris Holmes thing. They talked a little bit about how Chris was wild, but we've, we, me and you both have heard stories from friends that knew and know Chris Holmes that tell a very, very different story of Chris Holmes than what was portrayed as a little bit wild and a little bit, little bit weird, Mm -hmm. you know, in the, in the documentary. Chris Holmes, yes, Blackie may have screwed him over. I'm not going to argue that point. It it seems very logical from that documentary. At the same time, Blackie Lawless was probably pulling his fucking hair out of his head, dealing with some of the insanity of Chris Holmes. Right. You know, and not just the not just the pool scene. You know, the pool scene, whether it was real, whether it was fake. You can't argue that that was terrible press for Wasp as a as a band that was on the rise at the at that moment. That was not good for them at the time. It wasn't. No, but again, it was the whole the decade of decadence. Mm-hmm. You know, so so yeah, look at this wild man laying yeah. in the pool in his leathers, guzzling vodka like it's water. Mm-hmm. I mean, you it know. just was. It just was not. You know, Wasp was right on the cusp of breaking out, and then that popped up. I was like, dude, I could see what I'm not saying he was wrong. I'm not saying I didn't enjoy it thoroughly when it happened, and I still do today. But what I'm saying is in the course of a band that was right on the cusp of breaking breaking big, that's not the press you needed. Blackie may have been very right to be like, look, stay in the background, you know, <laughs> shut the fuck up. Right. You know. And and Holmes made some really good points in the thing. He's like, look at the first album. All all of us are on the cover. Look at every other album after it. Only Blackie's on the cover. Yep. Blackie wanted it to be a solo band. Okay, well, you know, true that, but it worked. It's hard to argue that, you know, that the success of Last Command and Headless Children and um uh about Crimson Idol and it's hard to argue that success. Right. It did work. So great documentary. I don't know that I'm ready to uh, make Chris St. Christopher quite yet. 
you know, but he seems like an okay dude. And, you know, I, I'm still trying, I'm trying to get him. I've, I've emailed a few times. I just wonder if some of the shit that we've said before is like stopping us from getting a return email. I don't know. Could be. Well, if you get Chris on, I'd be shitting bricks to talk to him. <laughs> I'd like to have him on. I'd like to talk to him about the documentary or hell, if he puts out this, this wonderful album that he's recording in the, in the video, no matter what it sounds like, we'd still talk to him. Why not? Right. Chris well, I, I saw that the uh, great Trunkster uh, interviewed him. Did he? Yeah. I, I listened to it. How was it? Well, well, the, the, the problem was, is that Eddie was trying to do it via Skype. Okay. And it kept buffering out and, you know, he'd be in the middle of telling a story and then it would buffer out and then you go, we lost you there, Chris. Could you start again? You know? <laughs> and then he, the last segment that uh, Chris was on with him, uh, he goes, well, we're going to, we're going to call him by way of cell phone. It's like, well, maybe you should have did that after you realized in the first segment that uh, it was shitting out on you. Yeah. Once you realized that he he hadn't climbed the hill to fucking get the good internet. Yeah. Like Rachel Gordon, then you should have, then you should have made the call. Exactly. So, you know, again, you know, Eddie asked all the standard questions. Was that really vodka in that bottle oh, in the pool? He did. He asked that. Did he ask that? He did. Come on, Ed. I swear to God. Come on, dude. Was it really? What? Why? Why? What? What year was that? Eighty six, eighty seven. It was eighty eighty eight, I believe. Eighty eight. Yeah. Okay, that's what forty years ago, <laughs> thirty well, years ago, thirty yeah, years 30, ago? 33 years ago. Yeah. I, I, enough. Enough. I think it's been asked and answered, Ed. Why don't you ask him what he's doing now? Well, then he, you know, talked about his marriage to Lita. Okay. You know. And how that came apart and, you know, the fact that, uh, it came apart because of his, you know, his crazy ways. Sure. And then strangely enough, uh, Eddie talked to Lita and said, At the same well, time? huh? At the same time? No, after. Okay. And he's like, yeah, I, you know, I, I interviewed your ex-husband, Chris Holmes. Okay. And he goes, what, what can you tell me about that? You know, and she mm -hmm. went into some story about how Chris they were living in some house up in the Hollywood Hills and yeah. she got a new washer dryer set and Chris started beating it to death with like a sledgehammer or something. <laughs> she, she, she said he got it in his mind that it would be cool if he could just smash her washer and dryer. Wow. What, what she did. And so she said she took one of his favorite guitars and put it out in the street and had it run over. <laughs> I mean, it's just stupid shit like that. <laughs> So, she, did she watch Chris with the washer and dryer and then save that message for her kids or what? I don't know that. Well, that's <laughs> kind of interesting. Cause Eddie did ask about her kids. Oh yeah. What'd she say? No comment. No, she, she answered. He, he asked her, he goes, you know, I understand that, you know, you haven't had relationship with your children, Yeah. you know? And she said that she hasn't had any contact with them in like 10 years, Jeez. you know? And, uh, you know, of course she went into the whole, well, I know, I know they still love me and you know, this, that, and the other, but I haven't had contact with them in 10 years. And then how do you know they still love you? I don't know the answer, yeah. but it, it, her answer was, it's just something a mother can feel. Mm. Okay. So that, that was her. I, I don't know. Eddie, Eddie, Eddie just, he's not a good interviewer. 
Come on. <laughs> He's like, the pro the problem that, that I have when he had interviews these old codgers is that he interviews these old codgers about the old days. Well, not not only that, but he always asks the safe questions. Well, yeah, he doesn't want to, you know, that's how he stays in the mix. I get it. But that's that to me is is being kind of, you know. That's, that's I, I, yeah, it, I like, I like when you and I used to do a lot of interviews and we mm -hmm. weren't afraid to step out of line and, you know, kind of ask a, you know, a very direct or pointed question about yeah. stuff, you know, and, and if, if the, whoever it is we were speaking to chose not to answer it or tried to skip around it or whatever mm -hmm. the case may be, we would just let it be and move to the next thing, you know? Yeah. But, well, yeah. but uh, well, we didn't care. That's the whole thing. We didn't care if it pissed them off or they never called back again or whatever. Right. It, it made for good radio at that mm -hmm. time, you know, and, and you still do ask some questions. I mean, obviously yeah. you do the lion's share of interviews now, but, mm -hmm. but you still ask some very pointed questions. Oh yeah. I definitely go for it. You know, it's, I, I, I don't see the point of, I don't see the point of just doing a nostalgia interview. You know, every one of these guys, I don't care who they are. We've already heard what they've got to say about that shit. We've already heard what they have to say about that great album from 1988 or that, that story about when they were on tour on their, their big hit, their breakthrough album in 85. We've heard all that shit. You know, if we find something crazy out, then we want to know about that. You know, and, and since guys on the big stage, Eddie you know, won't ask the question. It's up to us to ask it. That's how I look at it anyway. Yeah, and, and I, do you ever see, uh, Eddie getting any, uh, press from like blabber mouth or brave words ever? Not often. I uh, every once in a great way, but we get referenced almost weekly. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I submit very little, especially to Bori. I mean, Bori's the big one at Blabbermouth, but I don't submit very much to him. If it's a smaller band, I might, but, um, you know, for, for the bigger bands, I don't really submit anything. He just follows along with what we're doing and, and runs stuff. Yeah. I noticed that he picks that stuff up like within 24 hours of getting it posted, you know? Yeah. Yeah. It's funny. Cause I, I did one this week with, um, a band nobody's ever heard of called, um, winter, Winterfall. And, um, and the guy, the guy from this band Winterfall, his album was produced by John Schaefer. Okay. And he's friends with John Schaefer. So I asked him about John Schaefer and, um, I thought for sure that would get snagged by Blabber. I even sent it to Blabber. Didn't get picked up. Hmm. It's hard to figure out what gets picked up over there, you know, but maybe it's because, maybe it's because this guy didn't shit on John Schaefer either. Maybe because <laughs> it seems like. You know, I don't know what the deal is over there with, with John Schaefer and, and Blabbermouth, but man, every little story with, with John looking bad is posted on Blabbermouth. I'm just like, dude, cut the guy a little slack, you know, yeah. at least until he's found guilty. Exactly. You know, <laughs> but literally it's like, here's the photos of John Schaefer at the Capitol. And here's video of him running down a hallway. <laughs> dude, here's his court paperwork. Here's what he's charged with. It's like, He's up, bro. And I'm not, a, obviously I'm not a John Schaefer fan. So it ain't like I'm trying to protect a friend or anything. I don't like John at all, but I still want to see him get his fair day. Well, again, you know, anything that's controversial and, you know, can, you know, be a headline. Yeah. That's, 
you know, it gets, it generates clicks. No, I get it. And, and again, you know, no love for John Schaefer here, but certainly, certainly for me personally, I, I don't care to read and form an opinion on any of that bullshit. I'll wait till it's when, when they sentence him to something, then I'll believe that he was a fucking scumbag until then he's one of a million people that were there. Right. As far as I'm concerned. Yeah, I get it. But, but anyway, that's the, um, that's the end of the, of, of the eighties coming back. Apparently hair metal is not coming back. No, not, not with those examples anyway. <laughs> no, definitely not. All right. Well, I think a good way to close out this segment mm -hmm. would be to play a band that, that does hair metal very well. And we talked okay. about them earlier is crazy licks. All right, cool. I'll play some crazy lick. What was that other one? Uh, uh, what's the name of that band? Crash Diet. Crash Diet. That's so you were reading my mind. I'll play some Crash Diet behind that. All right, cool. So we'll play. We'll play some hair metal like bands. All right, cool. That are bringing it back, man. It's coming back. It's coming back in a big way. So be ready, because <laughs> it's it's crazy, man. So speaking of crazy, here's Crazy Licks with Whiskey Tango Foxtrot <laughs> exclusively here on your classic metal. All right. That was a lot of fun, wasn't it? And you know what else is a lot of fun? The CMS Podcast Network. That's right. CMSPN.com is the address. Make sure you go over there. Make sure you watch the episodes there you listen to the episodes there and maybe you even just subscribe so it's delivered to your phone to whatever podcasting software you use but do it from cmspn.com once again cmspn.com 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 we'll see you next time fucks